Welcome to Stu's EV Universe, where you can find anything and everything electric vehicle. Today on the podcast, I have the pleasure of having John Hipchin, Executive Director of the Electric School Bus Coalition. Um, thanks for joining us today, John. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you on because uh, in the EV world, you know, it's something that, of course, we're all, there's a lot of talk about electric cars and now electric trucks, but something that's really big is school buses. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to see the work that's going on as far as from the top down. Uh, there's been commitments for electrifying you know, school buses throughout the nation. Can you tell me a little bit about your organization? Well, this is uh, an organization of a quite diverse group of stakeholders. And uh, the, the copper industry actually was looking for areas a couple of years ago that might be neglected or, uh, or areas where we felt we might be able to make a difference or an impact. And, uh, and electric school buses was one of those areas we identified. So we started talking to uh, different companies and different organizations. And what we found was that uh, the upfront cost of an electric school bus is uh, a good bit more than the typical diesel buses that they normally run, and that was an obstacle, and we felt that this was an area that we could certainly do something about and make an impact. So, uh, so the coalition started to form in uh, 2020, um, but officially got launched last year in June, and as I mentioned, it's a, uh, the stakeholders are, are a quite diverse group that include utilities and, of course, electric school bus manufacturers, manufacturers of charging equipment, um, but also clean cities organizations and community organizations, um, grassroots groups that are, are interested in seeing our, our kids ride on buses that are zero emissions. So... Yeah, the, the, so the primary focus of the uh, coalition right now is to put together a uh, large voice, a concerted voice, and we're mainly advocating for, for federal funding to help school districts get past that upfront cost. So that's a little bit of background behind the coalition and who we are. Yeah, and, you know, school buses historically, they're diesel and, and they're dirty, so there are health benefits. I mean, typically these buses also have been very leaky as far as how they're built. Uh, but what kinds of benefits would people see, you know, going from the diesel and the, the hybrid even um, school buses to purely electric? Well, by far the biggest benefit you already mentioned, and that is, in fact, the clean air. Uh, study after study that keeps coming out uh, indicates the air quality on uh, diesel-powered buses is not good. And to be fair, uh, diesel engines um, have become cleaner. We have quite strict regulations, actually, in the U.S. on diesel emissions. But still, that air quality on, on diesel school buses is bad. So that would be the biggest benefit. Uh, clean air, um, zero emissions, but also these buses would now be powered by electricity, which is produced here in the U.S. by American companies. 
Um, so it helps uh, eliminate our dependence on fossil fuels, um, decarbonization, and, uh, and also economic growth because this is a big growing market uh, and we intend to, uh, the U.S. anyway, intends to be a, a, a big player in that market. And one last benefit I should mention is there's a potential here for, for support to the grid. Um, electric school buses have pretty decent-sized batteries, and when you have enough of them sitting in a parking lot, that's a good chunk of potential energy that could be used um, back in the grid. And a luxury of electric school buses is that we have a good amount of time to charge those up. They typically sit all night long in a parking lot somewhere, so the burden that you have on um, trucks, for example, uh, is a little bit different. They're not under that kind of pressure to, uh, to charge up quite so quickly. So that gives you quite a bit of options, technically, to, uh, to get these buses charged and ready for the next, uh, the next run. Yeah, and you mentioned cost. And I mean, you know, this is something that I was interested in years ago and a huge difference in costs from, you know, diesel buses to electric. Uh, about how much is an electric school bus and how many manufacturers are there out there? Well, there's actually quite a few manufacturers out there. Almost every manufacturer of diesel school buses now has a, an electric school bus equivalent. And the, the four major ones I know do, and people uh, on our coalition like uh, Thomas Built, uh, well as smaller manufacturers you don't hear of much like Endera, um, but yeah, there, there are a lot of manufacturers. Uh, that's, that's not an issue. The cost, though, as you mentioned, is a, a good three times as much probably as a diesel bus. It's in about in the three, $350,000 range to four hundred, I believe. And it's, uh, it's the predominant obstacle, I would say, to a school, a school district that's looking to go to... Uh, a fleet of electric school buses. Now, are, are these bus manufacturers, are they doing anything to kind of outwardly show that these are electric school buses? As you know, I think all the school buses have been and probably always will remain that same school bus color. I mean, are there other things? I, I think there's a, a um, company called Lion and they have like a lightning bolt in a circle, which I thought was like attractive. Are, are there things like that that are they embracing not only electrifying uh, the school bus, but may maybe somehow indicating that with looks? Are there build quality uh, changes as they're looking at this uh, this new thing? There are. Uh, there's, you'll see blue blue colored bumpers and uh, you know if you're a, a bus manufacturer and you have an electric, school bus, they embrace that and it's there's usually labeling or signage on there saying that it's a zero emission school bus. It's something to be proud of. But like you said, they're they're kind of tied into that uh, the the color that we've always associated with school buses, and there's some federal regulations too that they have to abide by. But the uh, electric school buses um, redesigned from the ground up are are a little bit different. But you know we were talking about the upfront costs being a lot higher. Uh, one thing that people usually don't realize is that the total cost of ownership over the 
course of the life of that school bus is quite a bit lower than the total cost of a diesel school bus. So there actually is an economic benefit um, long term to go into an electric school bus. The maintenance is considerably lower. Uh, there are so much, many less moving parts uh, in an electric school bus or any electric vehicle compared to an internal combustion engine vehicle. Right. And those, those benefits play out over the life of the vehicle uh, significantly. So that's another benefit. Is there a benefit to retrofitting school buses as compared to like a brand new school bus. You know, you know there is, and the funding that is in the infrastructure bill right now doesn't cover that, but we pointed that out to the EPA who's managing that, and, and they're taking that under consideration, so I would not be surprised if federal funding in the future does support retrofit, because in the end, you do end up with a zero-emission school bus, and there are some of the members on our coalition that, that do that and advocate for that. At, uh, you know, one of the issues that popped up early in our discussions in the coalition was how soon do we want to see diesel school buses scrapped? And, and of course, if you're a manufacturer of, of just electric school buses, you, you know, are advocating to get them scrapped sooner. But if you make both, um, you know, you, you hate to see a perfectly good diesel bus get scrapped, and retrofitting that drivetrain with an electric drivetrain is uh, a viable option to, to keep that bus in service um, and now meet zero emission regulations. Yeah, what other challenges or obstacles, uh, because it's a pretty dramatic shift. Um, so, you know, we're talking about needing to charge these uh and I guess a whole host of logistical uh, issues kind of pop up. Yes, uh, and charging, as you mentioned, that's, that's one of the top ones. So charging infrastructure is by far the biggest shift for the school districts um, or, or the third parties that they might hire to manage the school buses uh, to handle. And we recommend to... Any, any school district that's starting to consider this to talk to the local utility up front. The sooner they talk to the local utility, the better, because the lead time to upgrade electric supply can be, can be quite long, and it's important that they get that discussion going early. Now, most school districts aren't looking to convert the entire fleet of 50 or 100 buses at once, so you can plan this accordingly in steps, but still, the utility and the charging infrastructure is, is very important, and as I mentioned, we, we highly recommend to get the, the discussions going early with the utility. But also, it's important that the school district reassesses the whole system. Uh, you know, how long the routes are, where the buses are parked, because that's, you know, they're going to have to charge them as well. So, so there's some planning that has to be done up front. We try to be very helpful and vocal about uh, making sure that planning is done properly um, before the, as they get into the right. Now you mentioned the funding. I, I think it's, if I'm if I'm correct, it's about five billion dollars. So again, it's absolutely wonderful to see from the top down that kind of support. Because honestly, without that kind of support, you know, these school districts aren't necessarily flush with money. Um, so this, you know, really can jumpstart 
you know, this whole process. How does that process happen? I mean, I know that I'm sure there are school districts, there are parents, and there are even some kids that really would love to see this happen, you know, sooner than later. Well, the EPA is handling this portion of funding, and there's a total of $5 billion that that's possible for electric school buses. $2.5 billion, though, is dedicated only to electric school buses. There's another $2.5 billion um, for low-emission vehicles, where, of course, an electric school bus would, would meet that criteria as well. But the EPA is administering this funding, and um, the first phase of it is $500 million, and they're doing it by a lottery process that I believe it's opened up within the last week or so. So school districts that are interested are um, encouraged to, to apply for the funding. They will be uh, chosen um, by, uh, by lottery, as I mentioned, but the priorities being placed on, on underserved and underprivileged communities because those are typically the communities where the air quality uh, is the worst, and, and those are the communities that need help the most. Where does your group come in as far as um, all of this, you know, and, and your partners? Well, we're advocating for a whole lot more than, uh, than, than $5 billion. We're actually advocating for about $25 billion over the next 10 years to, uh, to get, we would like to see the entire school bus fleet converted to electric and we think it's going to take a significant amount of money and like I said we're, we're targeting um, 25 billion from the federal government we uh, so that that's our primary focus but more recently we realized that school districts need to learn about what it's going to take to convert to uh, electric school buses so we're working hard to get resource materials available um, and to help the, help the districts go through some of the planning that I mentioned. Yeah, it seems like education with electric transportation in general seems to be a, a common thing. Um, and uh, if they people wanted to find out more, what's the best place to start? Well, our website is pretty easy. It's eschoolbus.org, and that's a great place to start. The World Resources Institute also has an electric school bus initiative. They have a lot of good information as well. So those are two great places to start. And you were saying $25 billion. I mean, will that electrify the entire fleet throughout the nation? Uh, it'll, uh, it'll give us a good start. Um, we have a long way to go, though, Stuart. We, uh, uh, at the moment, uh, you know, the latest counts we have indicate that less than 3,000 school buses uh, are electric right now. And we okay. have over 450,000 school buses on the road, we figure, wow. each day. You know, it was really surprising to me when I started working on this to learn that there's more than three times as many school buses on our roads as transit buses. And that was a big surprise to me. Oh, that is a big surprise. Yeah, I would not have thought the, yeah. the number would be, be that big. But then when you think about it, it uh, kind of makes sense. Well, and I would also think that... Um, by adding electric school buses to fleets, your the bus drivers are going to have more of an incentive because they're riding in something that's newer, nicer, cleaner. You know the the latest technology. So I would think that's a benefit as far as recruitment. Plus, I would also think that once these school districts, um, it always is that everybody wants you to show them. <laughs> 
you know, the results. So even though it, it in your mind can make sense, once they have concrete data of how much money is saved, which is probably the, the biggest thing that, that they're looking at, it would seem like a no-brainer to kind of continue down that road. Establishing good data and case studies is, in fact, one of the main, um, it's moving up and as a priority for our coalition. The, as I mentioned, the economics are, are sound for doing this um, long term, and we need more data uh, to put, put those case studies together and show that, like you said. But, you know, uh, there have been a lot, a lot of the school bus uh, manufacturers uh, have brought school, electric school buses to districts to show them. Uh, you know, people that manage transportation for, for students in school districts are just really busy people. Um, and they deal with any number of problems every day. So it's a whole lot easier we've seen where the you can bring an electric school bus to them to try it. And the response from the bus drivers has been extremely positive. They're, they really like the fact that these are much more quieter um, vehicles. Uh, the... The feedback has been that the stress level is a lot lower because of that. Um, so that, that's actually, and that's a benefit we really didn't talk about, but it's, it's, it's a quieter ride than they're used to. And, and that's, I don't know that anybody's really hard studies or, or benefits on that, but I think that's, that's going to be quite helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you'd like to talk about? You know, it's... Uh, I, I would just encourage anybody uh, that's interested in seeing their, their school district switch to, uh, to electric school buses to, to bring that to the attention of the school district. It's going to take you know, public support to, to help this happen as well. And there's, there's quite a bit to learn here. There's a lot of information, I think, floating around that, that might not be accurate. Um, about electric vehicles in general and electric right. school buses. And I would encourage uh, the normal um, community uh, parents or people active in their school district to take a look into this and, and bring it to the attention of the school dis district and, and, and push it. It's going to, like I said, it's going to take uh, public support as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Super appreciate your time with me today. Um, this is something that actually I've had, wanted to have on my podcast for a long time uh, because it's really kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, and, uh, I mean, if we can't have clean transportation for the kids, I mean, that's that seems like it should be a top, top priority. So um, I have to tell you, Stuart, it, it's, it's one of my favorite projects to work on. I feel the exact same way. It just seems yeah. to me it should have happened a long time ago. That's right. That's right. Well, Thank you for the work you do. I, I really appreciate your time today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stu's EV Universe. I would like to thank Eden Unger for creating the artwork and the music for this episode. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe, and share, as that's the only way we can continue to grow. Now you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash EVU. Remember, the EV revolution runs on your energy. I'm Stuart Unger. See you next time.